0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين Shaytan يسر ولا تعسر رب of the Shaytan regime. The name of the Shaytan regime is the وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما بارك على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد All praise due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We thank him, we glorify him We send our salutations to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam um we continue to remind each other about uh, the days ahead of us we don't have much days to go when it comes to uh, eid al-adha and also the day of Arafah. so talking about the first 10 days of the month of the now we are more or less recapping what we've spoken about from the previous weeks and days We want to remind each other about the blessings that this day got to uh, offer when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this opportunity to get closer to Him and increase our Iman. Inshallah, our discussion will not go beyond uh, this particular aspect of uh, taking advantage of these days. But first of all, to look at these days, we need to remind ourselves about what are things that are associated with these days. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about these days in the Quran by saying, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ الْبَيْتِ مَنِ Allah إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا Allah draw our attention regarding the Hajj for those that have the means. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, This is very important, brothers and sisters. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, He is the one that has made Hajj or pilgrimage to humankind for us to go as long as we have the means, he said, Wama Whoever denies or whoever decided not to when Allah has given them the means in terms of wealth, in terms of time, in terms of health, and they decided not to, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first of all said, Fa inna Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is self-sufficient, which means that he does not need your ibadah. He is not into or is not something that will benefit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you perform hajj. But rather is for you. So he is telling you that it is up to you to go because you are the one who is going to benefit from that. But not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, told us in hadith, "Bunia al-Islamu ala hamsin. Bunya al Islam ala khamsin. Here, Islam has been more or less built, you can say, on five pillars. Islam has been established on five pillars. Number one, Shahada ta' Allah ilaha illallah wa anna muhammad al-rasulullah, which is to bear witness there is no God worthy of worship but Allah, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is his servant and messenger. wa iqam an establishment of salat, wa ita'i zakat, and giving charity, wa hajj bayt, and also the hajj, which is the pilgrimage to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa sawmi Ramadan, and also fasting in the month of Ramadan. As a Muslim, regardless whether you have the means or not, you need to accept this rule, or you need to accept these pillars of Islam, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, commanded you. It is very important for a Muslim to acknowledge these days and also make sure that they take advantage of these days when it comes to the time of Hajj. If a Muslim neglect or push away these important things when they have the means, when they have the time, when they have the health then indeed as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is indeed self-sufficient. So we need to look at this very careful. We spoke about this in the previous lesson when uh, a sister was asking about Hajj. And we made mention this is very important. Hajj is not just about the money, but also your health. Old age, you will not be able, because it's something that takes the energy and time. You need to walk. You need to move around. If you are not healthy enough, if you are not strong enough, wallahi, you will hate the person who will even pay for you to go to hajj. So we need to take advantage of these things while we're still strong. As the Prophet ﷺ is advising us, we should take advantage of our health before our sickness, our time before we get so busy, cut off activities in our life. Very important. Once the Prophet Sallallahu spoke to his companions as the hadith of Abu Huraira and who said الله الله The Prophet Sallallahu gave us a talk When he finished talking or while in the talk he did explain some things and he said Ayyuhannas, O people Qad furida alaykum hajju fahajju Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made obligatory upon you to go to hajj, so do so. Then a man stood up and said, Are we to go to hajj every single day? He asked the Prophet But the Prophet did not respond to this question. This man repeated. Multiple times wanting to know, are we to go to Hajj every single day, every single year? The Prophet ﷺ, did not respond until he told him later. La na'am. If I could have said yes, every single year, la wajabat, it could have been compulsory upon you. So here the Prophet ﷺ, is teaching us something here. When we are commanded to do something take the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not question. This is very important. Do not question. When Allah says do something, just go ahead, sam'an wa ta'a. Listen and obey. Don't question. For indeed, always we know this. Allah knows the wisdom behind what he commands us to do. It is very important as a Muslim to always acknowledge this allah will not ask you to do something just for doing sake there is a wisdom behind it accept that and if allah decide to inform you why alhamdulillah if allah decide not to tell you why alhamdulillah the most important thing is the obedience of allah that is what the deeds is all about angels to make prostration to adam salam what will that add in the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It's not about the prostration that they do. It's about the obedience of command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is what made shaitan out of Allah's mercy. Because of what? Disobedience to the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we don't need to know the wisdom. So this person, when the Prophet sallallahu said, you are to go to hajj as part of what Allah has made obligatory unto you. He said, Ya Allah, every single year, the Prophet did not say anything. And he repeated three times. And the Prophet ﷺ said to him, If I could have said yes, it could have become compulsory on you. And you will not be able to do that. Then the Prophet ﷺ continued to advise his companions. Leave or always just stick to what I commanded you to. I just say do this, just do that. And this is where we always argue with our brothers and sisters in faith. Sometimes we go out of our way trying to justify what Allah asked us to do because someone somewhere said now the scientists have discovered something. We shouldn't be going that way. Allah said we should do it. It is always enough for us not to go by what scientists say. If they come across something and they thought is good, well, before they said it, Allah has already said it. That is more important to us than what anyone else will say regarding that. So it is very important. The Prophet ﷺ said, we should always stick to what he commands us to do. فَإِنَّمَا هَلَكَ مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلَكُمْ For indeed what made the people before you went astray and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished the nations before you is because of this questioning. Those who came before you, most of them have gone astray or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has punished them because of questioning what their prophets will tell them or doing something opposite of what their prophet will tell them. We saw that in the people that came before us. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Yahud they should take Friday to be the best of days to worship him, they said, no, we prefer to worship Allah on Saturday. Because according to the Torah, Allah did his creation and had a rest on Saturday. So we want to take Saturday to be the day we acknowledge and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them then, well, since that is what you've chosen for yourself, one important thing is you are not allowed to do any business or work on Saturday. You are not allowed to work on Saturday. These people were fishermen. They do fishing and Allah tested them on Saturday. They go fishing every single day. They hardly get a fish. On Saturday, they just go to the shore, fish everywhere, jumping here and there, making fun of them. And they decided, we are not going fishing on Saturday, but we will set our, we will cast our nets or our nets on Friday, and then Saturday no fishing. So Sunday we'll go and catch fish. You see how smart they thought they are. Musa a.s. warned them. This is a big problem. Don't do it. And they will start mocking him, asking each other. Did you go fishing on Saturday? No, I didn't. Me too, I didn't. I only went on Sunday. So they thought they were mocking. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is khayrul makirin. They said, "Wa makaru wa wa Allah You plot or they plot and Allah plots. And Allah of course is the best of planner. When they did that, what Allah did was, all those people, allah made them turn into monkeys as quran made mention allah turned them into monkeys but they did not last please let's leave this monkey issue alone don't even go back to those sort of evolution no they didn't last no human has ever turned into monkey no one evidence no one evidence the people who said people used to be monkeys and they turned into human they don't have one evidence to say that this is the first man who turned into monkey. Unless if we go back to the theory, we can understand maybe there are two types of people. There are one group of people whose origin was Adam salam, and we are from that part. And there are those whose grandfather is a monkey, they are other part. So you choose where you're coming from. We know where we're coming from. We know our lineage. So in reality, these people were penalized because of their disobedience. And the same thing happened to the people of Isa alayhi When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, told them to respect and take Friday to be the best of days, they said no. We heard Isa alayhi teaching us in the Injil that Sunday was the day Allah started his creation. So we want to take that day to be the best of days. And they even went further. They said, because we want to worship God properly, we don't want interference. We don't want things that will come and stop us from obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for that matter, we have selected some people among us who will not get married in their life. Why are you doing this? Yes, we just want to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more. So these are, what they chose for themselves. Allah never put them in this situation. And then it came to us, the Prophet ﷺ warned his companions, do not question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's authority. When Allah says something, Listen and obey. That is the teachings of Islam. We should always understand, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. When Allah says, do something, please stick to that and do not create unnecessary questions. So the Prophet ﷺ is saying, the things that did push the people who came before us or had issue with their prophets was, most of the questionings that they do, they do question, ala and also they do go opposite of the teachings of their prophets. So we want to avoid that. And for that matter, we want to stick to what Allah ﷻ, has commanded us to do so, Hajj is one of the five pillars of Islam. And anyone who denies going to Hajj, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala considered the person kafara, which means that person has denied or disobeyed. The Prophet, wasalam, when he spoke about Hajj, he said, When you perform Hajj and then you also perform Umrah, Allah will open the doors. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open the doors of risk. So for those people who are scared of poverty, when you get the opportunity, perform Hajj and perform Umrah as well. Allah will open the doors of blessings and wealth for you. And also, we made mention, this act is an action that really takes energy, time and health. Don't wait till you are old. Don't have the idea let me disobey Allah till the last and then I will go and repent. We don't want to do that. We don't want to create this as part of our lives. The Prophet ﷺ said, in these days of Hajj, people are encouraged to do something. Wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, the Hujjaj, those that are performing Hajj, they are doing Dhikr, they are doing Takbirat. We are also encouraged to do so. As we made mention Ibn Abbas and also Ibn Ab- uh, Abdullah ibn Umar and Abu Huraira they used to always walk around the market in this time of the year encouraging people or reminding people to do the takbirat so by themselves they would start Allahu Akbar allahu Akbar allahu Akbar la ilaha illa allahu allahu Akbar الحمد, they will do that often and that will remind people to also do the same. So these are the times that we can do more of this in our houses, wherever you are. If you are in the company of Muslims, instead of chit-chatting every now and then, remind each other by doing it out loud so that you can, remember, can remind other people to do the same. When you are sitting with people that are not Muslims, Not to create unnecessary friction, you do it in your heart. Every now and then, you can do it out loud, but most often do it in your heart. If you are by yourself, as you do it silently, do it out loud as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encourages us to do so. For indeed, at any given time, when you are making dhikr, when you are repeating Allah's name, any living thing that will hear that, they will also do the same whether you hear their voice or not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in the Quran wa in min illa everything that you can think of they do send glorification to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala la it's just you that who do not understand their tasbih so everything you know They do glorify Allah, but it's you that do not understand them. So at any time when you mention Allah's name out loud, those living things will do it with you. And at that moment, Allah will multiply the reward of your deeds as what you asked all those living things did. So you don't want to always do it in your heart. Every now and then you say it out loud, even for yourself to hear your voice saying Allah's name. So the Prophet وسلم, encourages us to take advantage of these 10 days of the month of Dhul Hijjah. And he said, Of course, there are no days. That good deeds are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than these days. And he sallallahu said, Because of that, we encourage you. To do good deeds because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala loves these days. So these are a very important. And the Prophet said this. The companions were saying, "Ya Rasul Allah, wala jihadun fi sabi'il Allah. Even jihad, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Wala jihadun fi sabi'il Allah." Even jihad, even jihad fi sabi'il Allah, illa رجل خرج بنفسه وماله فلم يرجع من ذلك شيئا. Except a person who goes out with everything he himself and his wealth and did not come with nothing there you can understand that concept or those ideas and the reward of these days so we are taking advantage wherever we found ourselves to try our best to do anything that we can to get as much reward as possible as i made mention all these are refreshment or reminding ourselves on what we spoke about Uh, in the previous week regarding importance of Hajj and also importance of these days. The Prophet said uh, regarding these days also a person can fast and we spoke about fasting on the day of uh, um, Arafah which will fall on Tuesday. Please we encourage everyone to fast on these days because the Prophet said regarding that anyone who fasts on the day of Arafah If you fast on the day of Arafah, it will wipe the sins of the previous year and even the year to come. These are blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, brothers and sisters. Fasting a day in a year, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving your sins in the past and the years to come. So imagine why will we waste this important day That Allah has given us to attain reward. Not to talk about the day after that, uh, the uh, the day of Eid, which is uh, also very important day of the year. The reward of that day is massive to the extent the Prophet said, even the women that are in their menstruation are encouraged to come out that day. Even if they are not praying, they should stand and also make dua so that they get their, um, this and all their affairs being answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here, we just draw our attention, all of us, let's come together. Let's take advantage of these days, especially these days that are coming, the day of Arafah, which will be on Tuesday. Let's fast on that day. And also, let's try to do more good deeds. Remember, when you are fasting, it's always good to do good deeds. These 10 days, every single day of it, There are rewards. Some smart people, what they do it, not only they fast, but every single day, they will give charity. Even if it's $5. Every day. The idea here is you want to take advantage of these days. The reward is massive. So you want to take advantage every single day. And on the day of Arafah, while fasting, they give charity as well. Not talk about the zikr. That they will be doing every single day. The reading of Quran that they will be doing every day. So these are opportunities for all of us brothers and sisters. Let's take advantage. Let's show ourselves that we can take advantage of these days to get the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So inshallah we'll stop here because we have some reminders that we need to give regarding uh, things that are ahead of us. Regarding the Eid prayer, the Eid barbecue and the Iftar on the day of Arafah, Subhanahu wa Mahmud, Allah, Ilaha, Ilaha, Antawa, and wa Tubu wa Subhanahu wa Rabbika